Welcome to Parents Take Five, where we take five minutes of your day to share parenting and family tips that help you grow in faith. Here, we come to you in your car, through your headphones, on the go, while chasing your kiddos or texting your youth, wherever you need a little support in your day. I'm Jen Evans, currently serving as Associate Pastor for Youth, Young Adults, and Families with Young Children at Second Presbyterian Church in Little Rock, and your host. If you have any questions or have ideas, you can find the Facebook group for podcast listeners by searching for Parents Take 5, that's F-I-V-E, and the same is true for Instagram. With that said, I hope you enjoy this moment of sanity and growth catalyst. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more tidbits on the fives. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. So glad to have you here with us. We have a special guest, Katie Walker. And Katie runs Grow and Guide Kids. She's a licensed clinical uh, social worker and the clinical director of one of the Chanel Family Therapy offices. Grow and Guide Kids is a business that started in 2019 to give parents and teachers, child care workers, and, you know, all the people, simple techniques to utilize when working with children. As a registered and practicing play therapist, she loves helping kids tap into emotions that they may not yet have words to express. Katie has a big heart for kids going through adoption, adjusting to new living arrangements and dealing with any kind of trauma. And as an adoptive parent herself, y'all, she also guides parents towards practical solutions they can use outside of the session. So welcome, Katie. I'm so glad that you're here. I love your podcast, and I love that you provide these nuggets for parents to tap into to just kind of take something away. So I appreciate kind of what you do and for having me on today. We are living in a strange time, Katie, and, and we're all doing the best we can. What insights can you share with us today to help us be more faithful parents? Absolutely. So I thought the biggest thing today as both a parent and like I said, you introduced me as an adoptive parent. So which means I have traumatized children. So they're easily triggered. So both as a parent an adoptive parent and a therapist, I kind of wanted to teach you guys what happens and why you may or may not be seeing more explosive episodes in your home during the quarantine. So the one thing I love to teach about is the brain and how it works. So today I'm going to teach you the three main parts of the brain in an overview. Our first part is our prefrontal cortex, and that's above our eyes. And that is our frontal lobe. That's all of our logical thinking. That is the part that says um, our math brain, our reading brain, the part that says don't touch the stove because it's hot. All our logical, smart, intuitive thinking. The second part of the brain I want to talk to you about is our brainstem. Behind our neck and our low, like our low, lower brain is this is our brainstem and this is our fight, flight, or freeze. This is a very important response because it's what keeps us safe. It is our survival mode. It is very important. And then the third part that I want to talk about today is our amygdala. Our amygdala is what I like to call call our car alarm. Our car alarm is what triggers us and tells us we're in danger in order to let our fight, flight, or freeze know that it's ready to go. 
So here's some important things to know. First of all, our amygdala is a very, very strong part of our body. It is mature at birth, meaning that this is one of the only pieces of our brain that we're born with that is totally mature. That means kids who are traumatized, our amygdala is stronger. So that's why we see traumatized kids explode a little bit more or a little bit easier is because the amygdala grows in strength, but not in size. So, but what's important for everyone to know, regardless of trauma or not, our amygdala, although helpful, is sometimes hurtful. Our amygdala can actually not tell the difference between big danger, small danger, mental, physical, emotional danger. It just says danger, danger, danger. So what happens is, is when our amygdala senses something, it sends us back into our brainstem, which is our fight, flight, or freeze. When our fight, flight, or freeze turns on, our logical thinking turns off. At that time, we don't need the skills necessary to survive to know like how to read and write during a bear attack or a tornado. So in our fight, flight, or freeze turns on. So when we break this down and really look at it, what's happening during quarantine or if you are just a parent at home right now, or it's just um, an adjustment period outside of quarantine. If there is something new or different happening, I want you to think that your child is responding the same way as well as you as a bear attack. So if a bear were to walk into the room, your amygdala would go off, tell you you were in danger, your fight, flight, or freeze would come on. You would respond as if you were in danger fighting the bear. You might fight the bear. You might run from the bear. Or you might play dead. And your logical thinking goes out the window. So with that being said, when something like quarantine happens and we're doing school at home, we are doing, we can't go to the store, we are wearing masks, our amygdala doesn't know the difference. It does not send any sort of trigger to our brain saying, this is big danger or this is little. It sends the same alarm for everything. That means it is sending homeschool, homeschool or mom came in the room and gave me the scary look or a teacher called on me in class. All of that does is sends the same signal to our fight, flight, or freeze. So right now when we're living in this abnormal, crazy world that is going haywire, our kids and ourselves, because we have to know ourselves too, are telling ourselves we're in danger. That's why homeschool might not be easy. First of all, I'm not a teacher. I don't know if you are, but we have been on the struggle bus. And part of that is, is I'm expecting my kids to do things from home when he's in a fight, flight, or freeze mode and his logical thinking is turned off. So I am physically asking him to use a part of his brain that physically is not turned on. So the one thing I know you're probably asking is, well, how do I get it turned on? How, what does that look like? Um, and before I tell you how to turn it on, I also want to say that if you are having a bad day as a parent, we all do, there's that we just need to acknowledge that it happens, we're human. But if you are having a bad day as a parent and your fight, flight, or freeze is going off, then your kids are going to pick up on that and they're going to sense that they're also in danger and therefore you're going to send theirs off. Or if theirs is already going off and you don't help regulate them, but you get triggered, then you are in fact confirming that they are in danger. So if you tell them to do homework or get upset at them because they're 
using big emotions and hard emotions and you react in a way that's scary, then you are confirming that their response was appropriate and they were in fact injured. So the way that we move forward, now that we know this, now that we all easily trigger, especially in times like this, the way we move forward is there's a few things. First of all, the brainstem or fight, flight, or freeze is the only part of our brain that does not have access to our memories. So it cannot say, oh, I, I remember talking to my therapist or my mom saying I should take deep breaths. It doesn't do that. It is the only part of our brain also that does not learn all your stories and like great life lessons you can while your child is in brainstem are not effective they do not store they do not help save your breath all we need to do in this moment is regulate so you can help by role modeling deep breathing you can help by being their outside brain when you use grounding techniques such as walls are white you're wearing a red shirt it's tuesday we just finished math you can help by prompting them to do some coping skills such as deep breathing, counting to 10, whatever that may look like. And then the last one, which I feel like is the most important, is sometimes just telling your kids that they're safe or telling yourself. And I know this sounds funny because if you're sitting in your home and it's just an average Wednesday and nothing's happening and you're panicked, you're like, of course I'm safe, Katie. I don't know why I need to tell myself that or my kid that they know they're safe. But they might not know because the logical thinking isn't isn't doing that for them. So we need to tell the brainstem, they're safe, you're safe. So those are some three ways, three different ways that we can calm that down. But the overall goal in doing that is we want to know, or our overall goal should be to stop the brainstem from going into fight, flight, or freeze to be able to turn on our logical thinking. When the logical thinking is back on and working, that is when we can have our life lesson discussions. So those are a few reasons we may see ourselves exploding more or our kids exploding more. We are kind of just in a place of danger right now. Wow, that's really insightful, Katie. Thank you. Can you just tell me, um, where do you see this intersecting with our faith? Absolutely. So one of the ways I see it is I've seen this controversy in should I go to church or should I not go to church? Should the churches open? And I think the intersection, big one of fear is trusting God, but also being terrified of the virus, right? And so we see those come together a lot is shouldn't I just trust God? Like he's going to get through this. I shouldn't be fearful and all that. However, I say that is absolutely, we should trust God. We can lean on that. We can do that. But he did create our, our brains for a reason. And so I think that the faith intersection there is you can use scripture or something like that to remind yourself that you're safe and that even though this is real and it is scary or can be scary, is that we are grounded and rooted in faith as well and that God is the ultimate con controller and healer. Absolutely. Thank you. That is a wonderful reminder that God did give us a brain um, and it is beautiful. So um, it allows us to use it to be able to make some good choices um, around safety. Um, so thank you so much, Katie, for joining us today. We are so glad that you were able to help us um, regulate our kids and hopefully regulate us and we'll all be regulated. Um, so thanks again, Katie. Thanks, Jen. I hope that you've enjoyed having a few minutes to help you recenter, 
refocus, and reflect on family and faith. As you think of questions or ideas that you'd like for me to explore on the podcast, check out Instagram and the Facebook group to reach me. I hope that you'll take five with us again.